This is Demon JT from Pistons GT. You are listening to the NBA 2K League show GG's on Dash Race. Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show GG's here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We're your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week here covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. Hail Mary Mallon on the open tonight. And this is a night where we had extra incentive irrespective to record. We are talking about a cash grab game for teams involved in tonight's games. All winners incentivized by a $2,500 bonus for a team's win. Now, a lot to talk about tonight. Hopefully, we can get some call-ins on the Dash Radio studio line. Pistons in Kingsguard Gaming. They're going to start the evening off. Pistons come into this game as they are the 21st ranked team and can play spoiler to the fifth-ranked Kingsguard gaming team. Now, Kingsguard has an offensive push right before the end of the first quarter. After the first six minutes of play, it's 23-14 Kingsguard. Early moments of the second quarter, and it's a green from the corner, and that means three more for Kingsguard. It's officially a double-up, 28-24. Bash and the Kings have things going early as the whole team is finding a way to get involved. Demon JT finds an open charger in the corner for three, and they are down to 12 points, or trailing by 12 points, I should say. Pistons GT needs to find some more stops in the early going, and an ex- exciting first half in this game. If you're a Kingsguard fan, they don't have total team takeover, but the gameplay sure does look like it. Bash, he has his own personal takeover, though, and the Kings are simply disruptive on the offensive end. A timeout in the action sees the Pistons down 29-46. to Bash with a smooth 23 and Seam contributing with 14 points of his own. Fun fact of the night brought to you by Scott Cole in this evening's broadcast is that not a single player for Kingsguard Gaming is on this Season 3 roster. Kingsguard with the halftime lead, 49-33. to Pistons, though, are playing well in the early going of the third quarter, trimming that lead down to 13. Pistons are up against the clock, though, with only a, under a minute left in the third. It's down to a 10-point lead, but that ultimately balloons to 15. Pistons GT win the quarter, but they face a big deficit going into the final frame. Like a pro in Demon JT, holding it down in the Pistons' backcourt. Offensively, 
But as a team, they're going to need to take care of that basketball with only six minutes left if they want to have a chance to win this one. Now, Bash and the rest of his Kings controlled the fourth, and it was all but cruise control for them as they close out the series 1-0. A 10-4 early start for Kingsguard off a transition bucket in game two. Under two minutes left now in the first quarter in Pistons GT slow on the offensive side of things. Demon JT turns it around, though. After falling behind early, he is already in double-figure scoring, and the Pistons have greatly reduced turnovers in the second game. 17-16, Kingsguard after one. Pistons GT, though, in control starting off the second quarter, and they have picked it up on the defensive side of the ball. They are up 22-19. It's an ultra-competitive first half, as these teams are now tied with one half to play, 29 apiece. Kingsguard putting pressure on the Pistons early after a three puts them up 48-42. Pistons allow 24 points in that third quarter, and they find themselves now down seven. Crush has his badge popped early in the fourth quarter. Kingsguard are now up 11, 60-49, Four Kingsguard players are in double figures. Big time midi fade, though, by Demon JT, and he's pulling that Pistons GT within six after a quick timeout. However, too much Kingsguard down the stretch and a final score in this 2-0 series sweep, 74-61. Now, I get, yeah, he's calling in. Okay, I got Demon JT He's going to call in on the phone. Let's tap him in here on the NBA 2K League Show. GG's on the studio line tonight. NBA 2K League Show GG's. We have Pistons GT point guard, Demon JT. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What's up with it? Hey, coming on the phone, tough series loss tonight, but a lot to discuss, positives about the team play takeaways from the series and looking forward to some of the games ahead obviously some big tournaments and many more games left here in season three wanted to touch on early here you have charger and yusuf they they shot well in game one could you tell the listeners what these guys bring to the team on a weekly basis i feel like they play the most underrated pivotal role on the court I feel like, uh, because, well, Yusuf guards pick and roll, so I feel like he takes on a big responsibility with uh, shot firing. But Charger, I feel like he's the X factor for us on, on defense and offense because he gets left open all the time. But on, on defense, he has to be a security guard almost. So I feel like his role is just underrated. And Charger, he's always positive. He's always upbeat. He always has energy. He's always tight. He's never, like, down, negative. Like, he always keeps our team kind of level. So... I feel like he plays like a huge role in how we are as a team. Yeah, and that's exactly why I wanted to bring those guys up is that, you know, those positions, they do get a little bit underrated. They're not in that star power role of the point guard in center, like what you and Ramo play, but key nonetheless and really big for the overall team component. Now, you were the first overround selection, 12th overall by Wizards District Gaming. You come into season three a 2K League veteran on a new team in Detroit. You're joined up here with Ramo and Dev Goss, former guys you've, you've played with in Pro-Am tournaments before. Let's discuss your expectations coming into this season. My expectations coming into this season was that we would just be the loud, energetic, 
stage team, which, you know, due to circumstances like COVID-19, they kind of put a little dart in that. But just, I knew how they drafted. Like, I'm like, this is an energetic just team that's ready to hop on stage and cause havoc. So I knew it would be a problem. But, you know, that COVID-19 came up. Next thing I know, we're playing half our season in our room. So it's just, you know, it's, a, it's tough. It's a different kind of energy, no doubt. And it's interesting, you know, I think uh, we're going to have Duck call in from Knicks Gaming. You know, there's a whole rookie class out there that haven't even had a chance to experience the stage. And I think you bring up a really good point, actually, is being on stage and having that presence of looking the other team in the eyes and whether it's playing the head games and you, you can feel those emotional swings much more, it's a different feel. Right? Could you speak to maybe whether it's the listeners here on Dash Radio or even some of the rookies that haven't had that chance, sort of what that component feels like on the big stage? It's it's huge in so many ways. The stage is a point to where it's like you make a mistake at home, you make a mistake in your facility. It's like you only hear your team stat. Like on stage, you throw a really dumb pass. Like you have a bunch of dudes. Y'all that you baited, crowd going crazy. Like, it's like everything on stage is amplified. Every good play, every bad play, it's all magnified. So it's like that, not having that stage is huge. And it also, it, it makes it a level playing field. The biggest thing this season about remote play is the differences in, you know, like team environments. You got, you know, teams in hotels, teams in apartments, teams in facilities with, you know, high team and not the same upload and download. Like, it's like so many circumstances and challenges as a team this season in, in remote play rather than on stage. It's like, it's the same thing. You know, both teams are all on the same land. You know, you got the same, it's like, just if you have energy, if you have it or not. This season, it's, it was just a bunch of unforeseen things that can prevent, you know, like just that regular environment where you see the past two years. So it, it helped rookies, but it didn't help rookies. I feel like a lot of rookies have fun, at least in my opinion. It would have took them a while to adjust. When you're at home, you're comfortable. You know, like especially if you have good internet, you're not delayed or lagging. Nothing. You're just comfortable. You know. Yeah, I mean, really good stuff there, and I think that sheds a lot of context into the dynamics of season three being just very unique. We had Radiant on the show last night, and we were talking about remote play, just like you and I are talking right now on NBA 2K League show GGS, and we were saying. You know, at least we're lucky enough to have the season this year because it would have been, you know, tragic in my opinion to not have this excitement. Because in a, in a world where sports takes us away from the just tough issues we're dealing with, whether it's social issues, the pandemic that you've touched on, sports is that little kind of for that moment we get to sort of tune out, have some fun, relax, enjoy, feel that competitiveness. So it is fun to still play, and you know, two K. League, they're throwing up the $2,500 cash grab games. You guys were involved with one tonight. You also got the turn tournament and the ticket tournament coming out. Now, I want to talk about this series here really quick with Kingsguard because it was a really interesting game. One, it, I mean, tough go really early, but much is made about that Kingsguard defense, JT. What did they do in ga- game one that caused your team troubles? They're just a really cohesive unit. Like, I, I can't, it was, I can say, sit here and say it's me. I, I had a bad game. I had nine turnovers, but just as a whole, in my opinion, they have the best defense, and it's based on cohesion. Uh, I feel like the Raptors team number two, 
but the Kings as a whole is just, it's just that, that whole vibe. It's nothing but trust. It's nothing but validity. You know, corner going, wing going corner, corner going paint. You know, obviously hash going, other hash. Like, it's just like as a whole, that's just a team that it's nothing but trust. It's nothing but chemistry. And that's, you know, if you don't, if you don't make your passes on time, it's going to be a long game. It's, they don't care about, you know, who's guarding ball, who's making this play. It's just a whole unit that just wants to swing. So if you're not on your P's and Q's, it'll be a long night for you. Yeah, we had shots on a few weeks ago, and we talked about that defense, and it's it's legit. There is it's not a hype; it's the real deal out there. And and to your point, you have to bring it, be on the p's and q's. Otherwise, they're going to cause you troubles. Now, game one, you guys uh, started off behind ten four. You guys actually went on an eighteen to nine run. Now, what did you see during that period where you guys started to find success against that tough defense? I feel like it, it was more so we settled in and we settled down. We started off, you know, West Coast is uh, it's it's heavy to play on. We don't like that excuse at all. But we, I feel like game one after the first couple minutes, we like okay, we're used to it. You know, we're just settled in, not more so like rattled. But it was like okay, guys, we can win this game. Come on, box in. We just locked in and we rattled in. We stayed talking. We talked more. We just became way more cohesive. But to be honest, the only reason our run was slow was just me not taking care of the ball. Me not, me not taking care of the ball and me not hitting my shot. Well, out of halftime, Kings, they came out pretty strong against you guys. They they scored 45 points in the second half. Did you see anything that they switched up there in that second half that gave you guys trouble? More so, it just came down to offense. I feel like that's a team that if you – do not take care of the ball and don't get up good shots. Where I like this, you, you can miss open shots. But it's, it's also such thing as that. This is that. This is easy to. Uh, not like against them in that second half. It was just a lot of just rushing by us, like not playing our pace. And, and most of that it is me because I'm the PC, so I control the tempo. So if we're out of control, that's up to me to stop it. And I didn't do a good job of that. So us were playing too fast, pushing that pace too high and just missing open shots it just led to them just going out on runs and having momentum. Getting now, comfortable. Now let's talk about Ramo, your center here. He was in a big time battle against shots in the paint tonight. Those two guys really went after it. The second game uh Ramo played fantastic, I thought. Now what's it like going into each week knowing that you have Ramo on the squad and he's bringing it at that center position? I feel like that's the that's the one guy I probably feed off the most because it's like if I do something wrong, then the first person I, I, I look to is him. Like he's the like on two K, I feel like he's the best player and the smartest player. So it's just like if I mess up, then it's something that I gotta like I gotta like go to him for. And energy wise, he always has he's never like negative, especially game time. Game time, he's always going to be up. He never gets too rattled. Like you know, it's just like he's just there. Like like he show. You see why playing with him. I've been playing with him for years, like off of the league. But when you're in the league playing with him, it's like, it's like man, Ramon's still the fan. It's like, it's my dog. So, you know, it's, it's amazing to have a player like him to be right there at the five in the middle of it all. Now, you know, you just made made me remind myself what it's like to miss uh, Ramon in the studio, all the yelling, all the talk, just a fun, charismatic player. Uh, lucky to see you guys being such good teammates with each other on Pistons GT. Now, you, you've made mention to this in the last couple answers here. You being a point guard, there, there's a ton of responsibility 
that falls on your shoulders. How do you handle that pressure week in and week out? It's, you kind of make it not, well, at least how I do. I can't speak on how other PGs do it. You got to make it no pressure at all. Like you, the moment you feel like you're pressured, the moment you feel like, like they're doing something to throw you off, you're going to get thrown off. When you get scared, when you get nervous, that's on the big time. Playing your game, I don't care who you are, mistakes are going to happen. But that's something you got to live with. So at PG, I just learned to play my game. And when, it, when those mistakes come, they come. I have to overcome those. But just that pressure is just, with me at least, I eliminate it. I make it to where, hey, if I mess up, it's because I mess up. I mess up because, oh, I thought he was doing this. If he got me scared here, he got me nervous here. I think he's going to do this. Like, no, I don't worry about the other team ever. I feel like the only person who stopped me is me. I, I showed that tonight. I had, a, I had a bad game one. And in the fourth, I was over six. That's all me. That's not them playing good deeds. That's JT being in front of in front of myself. And that's something that I have to work on. Like pace wise, that's game management. That's one of my biggest flaws. I'll, I'll be honest with that. So it's just like that's it's just it's not me playing fast because I'm scared. It's me playing fast because it's something I like to do. So it's just pressure. No, I don't. I don't know what that that is. Especially in a facility with my team, I didn't feel pressure on, on stage. I definitely don't feel it now. Great answer, man. You know what? I, I always say, you know, preparation uh, breeds confidence, and uh, it feels like it, you have that spirit about you uh, being prepared for the games, ready to take it, and, and no pressure at all. Because, like you said, feeling that pressure, it's not going to help you, right? Um, you know, before I let you go here, I wanted to t- talk to you about right now the team, you know, I think mathematically is, is eliminated from playoffs via record wise. But the cool thing about 2K League is you have the ticket tournament. What do you think the team has to improve on to make a run in that tournament ultimately to grab a playoff spot? Just consistency. I feel like our team inside the facility and our team and our apartments is day and night. Like we're never, we're always in games, we're always ahead of games. We look just more like we have to play more our style. So it's just sticking to what we're doing now and perfecting that. I feel like you don't need any more changes in line wise, you know, personnel wise. It's just really sticking to what we do now and perfecting it. Like, we know what we're playing for. So it's not like, even though we hate losing, tonight's L isn't like, ah, oh, man, you know, the season's over. We know what we're playing for money and the turn and then a playoff spot and a ticket. We know that. So it's basically, even though we lost, you, you, you got to take the positives and the, and the negatives from, from competing with a top team like that, especially on there. So, you know, it's just like it seems to say what we're doing and we'll be fine. Without a doubt, um, Demon Day T on the phone lines, Pistons GT point guard. You are listening to the NBA 2K League show GG's. Before I let him off, please go out there, add him on social media, Twitter at Demon JT underscore on IG at Demon JT. And while you're there, you might as well add the team at Pistons GT. JT, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, sir. 76ers in Knicks Gaming tonight. Knicks Gaming comes in tonight's matchup as a 6-6 ball club. The 76ers tip off riding their first winning streak of the season and a chance to hinder a young Knicks team 
This is a very close game in the first quarter. Offense and defense are trading blows. A green three by the 76ers has them up 16-11 early in game one. Duck has came out strong and outside of a big rim. And Rob Bucket, he has all of the team's points. End of the first quarter in this one, 23-17 in favor of the 76ers. Radiant and Screedy are officially dialed in in this game. 31 points for this duo. Screedy is perfect from three as he's five for five from downtown. They are leading the 76ers in the second quarter as their lead has now grown to nine points. With two quarters left to play, it's 76ers 42, Knicks 33. Knicks gaming having a great third, 51-49, and they have the 76ers lead down to a bucket. Duck now has his takeover going in under a minute left in the third quarter. Knicks gaming will look to close out strong. The 76ers had other plans as a green three extends the lead. After Duck goes one of two from the line, it's Philly up. 59-54 in the fourth. Malik hits an answer, and the 76ers are now just holding on to a slim margin. Steez drains a corner three, and it's again answered by Malik. Eight-point game with under two minutes left. This one is Phillies to lose. It looks like the 76ers are closing this out. Radiant with an emphatic windmill. His takeover badge is on fire, and that's a wrap. 81-73 Final, 76ers up one going into game two. Knicks gaming off to a much improved start in game two. They are up 16 to six. Rob with an early takeover badge and Knicks are cooking in the heat wave tonight. A filthy and one slam and hopefully this gets the 76ers rolling. Indeed it does as Steez is able to pick up the loose ball and finish. Knicks lead is cut to one ahead of the quarter close. Now, a slam dunk for Duck kicking off the second quarter. Malik is the 76ers cooler, though, as it appears whenever Philly makes a run, Malik is making a bucket to neutralize. Knicks lead by 10, 32-22. Timeout early, and the 76ers are threatening. The Knicks lead is cut to only four points. Duck gets stuffed at the rim, and it's quickly run out to the 76ers. Then a radiant layup just before quarter close, and the Knicks are clinging to a one-point lead, 54 53. Radiant up to 30 points through three. Duck and Malik doing what they can, and Rob is playing well. Do they have what it takes to close this game out and force a game three? Now, back to back threes missed by Philly on good looks, and those are just tough. Knicks now have ballooned this one to a 10 point lead. Rob has his takeover, and he's dominating the fourth quarter. Breadwinner, though, for 76ers is able to get the steal and the dunk. Knicks now calling a timeout to discuss. Knicks now calling timeout to discuss. Tight game late as the Knicks have the ball with only 22 seconds remaining. And that's a wrap in this one. 79-74 final in this game. Radiant balls out for 41 in the losing effort. Rob Beast for 16 points and 15 rebounds. And star rookie point guard for Knicks, Duck, goes for 32 points. 13 assists. First quarter action in game three of this series has seen both teams play competitive 2K, but the turnover bug is getting to the Knicks and they find themselves down at halftime 47 37. Radiant, though, he's up to 29 and he's showing up the rookie duck who only has 20 at halftime. Bread, though, at center is the X Factor. Back-to-back series for Bread at the five, and he's looking fantastic. Perfect from the floor through three quarters. He's five for five, 15 points, 
nine rebounds, five assists, and six blocks. Knicks gaming can't guard Rob is battling with bread, but the 76ers are up big heading into the fourth quarter, 74-50. Bread is on his takeover badge, and it's Philly in full control. Radiant goes off for 50 points, 54 points, coming off a 40-point performance last night. Bread with his double-double in its 76ers GC in a flood, 105-78. On the phone tonight, NBA 2K League show GG's. Christopher, Duck, Charles, thanks for joining the show tonight. Sure, yeah. Add this guy on Twitter. If you're if you're listening right now, add him on Twitter at Chris Pesos underscore on Twitter and IG at Chris Pesos double underscore. So single underscore on Twitter and double underscore on IG, an elite score on the 2K sticks. Now, Nick's first round pick in season three, second overall. Could you walk the listeners that are maybe new to your game, what it's like being a top draft pick in the NBA 2K League? I'll tell you one thing. It's a lot of pressure. You know, you got to come in here. You got to make sure that you're playing better than make sure that you're having a great season, you know, make sure that you're able to help your team out, make it better than what it was last year. So you got to come in there. You know, everybody has high expectations. Them to overall draft pick. Got to make sure you live up to it. And and you, you make a good point there. A lot of pressure. And you're coming into a franchise that had immediate success, uh, season one champions, Knicks gaming, uh, tough season two. You're selected first pick by them, second overall. So big expectations on your shoulders to carry a team in the point guard spot. Now, being a rookie, you've yet to enjoy the experience of playing on the studio stage. Could you discuss what season three has been like for you playing remotely? Playing remote, um, it's kind of, it's a, it's a big adjustment, you know, it's, well, not really an adjustment, I would say. I was really excited to get on there and go on that stage, um, like how season one, season two, the playing remotely, it's kind of, it reminds me of me playing back home, just now I got a camera on me, I'm just sitting in my chair, looking at my monitor, playing my thing, playing my game, doing my thing. So, playing remotely, it's not, it's not really too much of a big adjustment from how I was playing at home, but I'm just, you know, going with the flow. Yeah, it's it's a fun experience. I can't wait to see you and that Knicks gaming squad team up there on the big stage having fun, shouting, yelling, and, and really getting into it. So really exciting times ahead to look forward to. Now, let's shout out the squad. Malik, Big Rim, Truth, Rob. Could you talk about your backcourt mates here, Malik and Truth, and what, what it's like running with them week in and week out? Um, Malik is a very cool dude. I knew him for a while before I got on this team, so I knew that once I was drafted, it would be a very good fun time. Me and Malik, I'll definitely, me and him are definitely one of the best backwards in the league. He's, Malik is somebody I can give the ball to, you know, he make a play for me, make a shot, he can take it off the dribble. Malik is a perfect two that you can react for. When it comes to Rim, Big Rim's our defensive anchor, somebody that I know can count off a stop, somebody I know that's always going to be talking, being very energetic, always going to be, you know, let's go, let's do this, we got to get a stop here, you know, what's here, go here. He's that kind of guy. Truth, one of the best shooters in the league, coming out of the corner, power forward. Definitely a great guy, great vibe. He's my actually my roommate here in this um, remote gameplay function. You know, everybody's being quarantined and stuff. Me and Brock have been living together for the past, what, three, four months. And I also knew him from my offseason. I used to fill him with my prime team called Greatness. He was my power forward. So, you know, that's my guy I've known for a while. And when it comes to Rob, Rob is somebody that, that I played against all offseason. Definitely a great friend, a great guy to have on the team. Somebody know that can man hold the paint down in the middle. Somebody that's able to get me those stops and be aggressive on offense. 
Now, l- let's talk about the team here. You're sitting at 6-6 six and six coming in tonight's matchup versus 76ers GC. Now, as a rookie, you're playing against the best point guards in the world, and tonight you're faced up against Radiant, who called in on the show last night. Walk our listeners through what it's like playing not only against a guy like Radiant, but also this elite-level 2K guard play that you're experiencing week in and week out. Um, there's definitely a lot of pressure, but it's something that I that I can definitely handle. Some, I've been playing against these guys for the past two, three years. Obviously, I wasn't eligible enough to be in the league, but now my first year being eligible, I made it in, and now I'm playing against them on the big stage. So it's definitely something that I've been looking forward to to be able to get on there five on five. You got a head head to head matchup, me versus Radiant. A lot of eyes watching, a lot of people tuned in. So something that you can get you can get really excited for. But one thing I can say, just don't overwhelm yourself when you're going out there. I'm playing against the point guards. Don't try to do too much. Just do what you have to do to get that W. That's really all that matters. Individual play, individual stats, doesn't really mean much. You can't win. Now, you guys had a tough loss in game one, but came out hot in game two. What adjustments did you end up making that led to such a turnaround in that second game? Um, we just tried to lock in more defense, honestly. Game one, we gave a lot of points. Game two, so you know we got to lock in. We try to shut Radiant down, make it hard on them, try to give them some more turnovers. And I feel like we did a very great job of that in game two. Excellent. Now, game three rolls in, and Radiant dominant in this one. Game three, he scores 54 points. 76ers roll to 105 points as a team. What were you seeing from the 76ers GC team in that third game that ultimately gave you guys some difficulty? Um, they were just a better team during that game, honestly. Things were going their way. They were hitting all their shots. Everything was going in for them. It was just very hard to, you know, keep up with. It was very hard to keep up with them. I was rating at 54 points, team at 105. That's totally unacceptable. Me and Malik didn't play the best as we could to try to counter that. So it's a team, team thing. We've got to be better going into the um, turn coming, the touring tournament coming up. Hey, got I got Duck on the phone lines tonight, everybody. NBA 2K League show GG's, the post-game show here for the NBA 2K League on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Duck, before I let you go, you guys have a bye week upcoming, and you have extended time to prepare for an elite Kingsguard team for Week 11. What kind of expectations do you have for that team Knowing that they are, you know, we just had Demon JT on, and, and he called them, and they just played them tonight, and they called them the best defensive team in the NBA 2K League. Um, Kings, it's funny you say that. The Kings are definitely a top, top defensive team in this league, a team that I'm definitely looking forward to play. I'm playing against my fellow teammate in the offseason, Crush. He was on great for me. I went two, he went third. So it's going to be a big game for us. At this point in the season, we just have to win out. We literally have to win the rest of our games if we don't even want to have a chance of making the playoffs. That's our mindset going into this bye week, taking these next two weeks, the turn tournament, and play the Kings, the Pacers, the, um, the Nets, their last game. You literally have to win out, keep up any more games. That's the mindset and I'm going to preach to my team. I know Bob's going to be preaching to us. We just we can't afford to lose any more games. Great stuff. There he goes, guys. Duck from Knicks Gaming. His team just played tonight. Three-game series against the 76ers GC team. Back with more NBA 2K League show GG's right after this. Hey, that was a great little conversation there with Duck from Knicks Gaming. Hey, before we 
wrap up the program today. We got one last match to discuss Nets versus Pacers as T Wolves Gaming and Hornets Venom GT was postponed. News breaking from that that T Wolves Gaming are postponing this game and their next game. Well, let's talk about Nets and Pacers. This, this one was wild. Bobby Buckets comes out at center. And Jomar at the point guard spot. Now, Nets are 6-4, and four, and they're taking on this 4-6 and six Pacers team. It's Swizz, though, early, having a great first quarter in Game 1. Pacers up on Brooklyn, 15-7. This game is actually going to be reset, though, after the Pacers jumped out to the early lead in this game. Now, Nets are down big to the Pacers at halftime after the reset. It's the halftime. That's not the halftime, right, due to the reset. And it's more Pacers as they cruise ultimately to the first game win, 80-58. to Bobby Buckets, his first start at center, is a success. Now, game two, Brooklyn is up, and they're cruising here, 43-35 in game two. Third quarter is ultra competitive as Jomar is getting his team moving and a one-point game into quarter three, 55 54. Brooklyn is 10 of 14 from three so far tonight. And Wolf, I mean, honestly, this is wild. So two minutes, 46 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Chalk legs out, and we are in a second reset. Well, we come back out of the reset. Chalk hits a corner three, and we are all tied up 65 all. Now 69-69 randoms made what would have been the game-winning basket, but they end up calling timeout with two seconds left. And wow, this is, I mean, this is wild, guys. So another game winner for Nets GC as Chalk rallies the team to set them up for success a Big time win for Brooklyn, 71-69. Oh, the controversy after this. A review apparently taking place, although not receiving official word, but a lengthy delay in between Game 2 and Game 3. Some conversations on Twitter are happening right now. Be sure to lock it into the NBA 2K League show and NBA 2K League on Twitter and social media to interact. Also, Twitch streams going wild. This game's forced to a Game 3 ultra-competitive series, but we are going to discuss more of that in the upcoming NBA 2K League show. This is our one-hour program each weekday during the NBA 2K League season here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Appreciate you guys all for listening tonight on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the NBA 2K League show GGs, 